Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It's high noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest, but what you should know by now a knuckleheads <laughs> is if you want to get involved anytime over the next two hours you can find us on the dot com i'm talking the twitter.com of course questions comments concerns reactions at wesley euler at the body 52 the body and mozi it feels good to be back in our spot i mean we had a lot of fun these last two weeks rocking and rolling with wolf but i mean this is where we belong man my chair just feels perfect it's something about going back to that broken in seat that that one that got you you know got your imprint on it when we're upstairs it's like we're visiting you know, right. The, 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 it's like a really bougie hotel. The recliner is nice, but it's not my recliner. Right. The coffee table is good, but my feet don't rest perfectly on it like the coffee table in my house. Now we're back home. Now I'm back in the zone. I feel great, man. I'm excited. And this is our last show of the new year. I mean, last I show mean, of, uh, the year. Uh, of the year, man. Yeah, I'll see you next year. Yeah, <laughs> bro. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just really excited. I'm sad because I hate that it has to end like this, but, you know. It's been a good year. It's been a good year. Has it, though? You're alive, aren't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> Please tell me. Uh, <laughs> we can go down the list of the people who are this on the true. other side of that, and I can assure you, this they would true. say that you've had an amazing year. This is true. No debate about it. So, yes, it has definitely been a you great year. You know what I'm going to do tonight? <laughs> um, Arthur Motes, I know you watched the uh, the 10-part documentary, of course, The Last Dance over the summer on ESPN. Yes. You know, the, the Michael Jordan You said when you took it personally? You said about that one? Right, yeah. yeah. You know, I took that personally. Um, I'm not going to say the words on here because, as you and I have laid out before, this is a family show. But do you remember <laughs> the one episode where um, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird said goodbye to each other? Mm-hmm. That's going to be me. Bro- <laughs> that's going to be me bro hugging 2020 tonight out the yeah, door. Yeah, like, like that. <laughs> well, it, it, it's better than Isaiah Thomas, right? You could have just walked right out. <laughs> so, so that, that that is a little a little bit of something. A little bit of something. something, just, something. just a little bit. Just give it the the the, the, the respectful nod. The, all right, you got your licks in. I got my licks in. All right, I'm still standing though. Touche. You know, maybe like White Goodman and Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, it's just touche. All right, it's all good. I'm all still good. standing. Oh, I tell you what, you got me. A little, maybe we'll play a little Elton you, John. You see what com- I did there? Coming out of break here. You see what I did there? Don't uh, play with me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in the booth. I'm telling you, man, it feels good. <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna combine our typical Thursday and Friday hijinks into one show today. We'll still talk to our buddy Brian Backo, good friend of the show here, as we always do on Thursdays. Uh, in about 15 minutes' time, Arthur Motes will give you um, his five-star matchups today as well. At one o'clock, we'll do that, and then of course, you know, we got to get that paper before we get out of here. I, I mean, mean that's, that's five. mandatory. I mean, it's mandatory. It's I, mandatory. I, I, listen, everybody just spent a lot of money on Christmas presents. All right, got to get the re-up, right? You know, Arthur Motes, the government might not be coming through on the stimulus. <laughs> but you know Uncle Wes got you trying to get that paper. <laughs> you like what I did there, huh? I like that. I you see what you did. I see what you did. see what I did there, huh? Uh, so, so we'll have some fun today. Obviously, we'll take your tweets as well throughout the show. You know where to find us. Mozi, today we start with, though, uh, one thing that we've gotten a couple tweets about already, honestly, uh, before we even went on air today. And you know we love it when you guys are on your P's and Q's. Mm-hmm. 
The Browns are remaining virtual today, I guess is yes, the best yeah, way to put from, it. From my understanding, yeah. Facility closed yesterday. Uh, they're going to stay away from the facility today as they've had a couple positive tests, uh, a coach and a practice squad player. They've had some other guys out with contract contact tracing, mm-hmm. uh, including both of their starting safeties, Sendejo and the Mountaineer himself, Carl Joseph. But Arthur Motes, the thing that we're being asked is, right, is – is this here we go again? Is this right. another Titans situation? Is this another Ravens situation where it's out of the Steelers' ooh, ooh, you, hands? I know the answer. You want the answer? Tell them. This is uh, this family friendly, right? This is family friendly. All right. So you can, I mean, we could tell the PG thirteen line a little. Bit. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> the game will be played. It does not matter. I don't care if they got to put out – if Kevin Stefanski got to go out there and play quarterback on Sunday, it does not matter. The game is getting played Sunday at 1 o'clock. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, okay? Yeah, as Mike Tomlin would say, I mean, sorry, Cleveland. It's tough luck. You know, what happened, it's, last, it's very what happened last week against the Jets was tough luck. But, it's very you know, unfortunate, man. As Coach T would say, we do not care. You know, unless you're the Baltimore Ravens, Motsi, you just got to play on with it's, it's that simple, man. <laughs> hey, hey, we all laughed at Denver. Now Denver is Cleveland. So ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. And, you know, it's ha. division opponents. I really don't feel any type of, uh, you know, sorry or sorrow or empathy, sympathy nah. for them at all. It's like, bro, you're the Browns. I don't like you. Yeah, I don't. I, if you would have been in any other I division, I don't like you. Any other division, I give you a little sympathy, right? I, I, I'll be more understanding of the circumstances, but you're in the division, and we play y'all this week. I don't want to hear it. Right? Show up. Right. Yeah, Period. No. Absolutely, and and that's the thing too. If you're Cleveland Motsi, it almost feels like it has to happen for you this way, right? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you're not gonna have to take down Ben Roethlisberger. You can. Knock on wood for that one. Right, right. But but it almost feels like from the Browns' perspective, a, a lot of things are going against them, right, with, 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 with this COVID stuff the last two weeks and the outbreak that they've had. It, they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, the team that has been their big brother for the last two decades and has, you know, had their way with that franchise. Like, it feels like for the Browns, if they're going to finally get that monkey off their back and make it to the postseason for the first time in, you know, a real long time, this is the way it has to happen for them. It's not going to be perfect. The stars aren't going to align. You, you, they're going to have to find a way to get it done. And, and Baker Mayfield and Miles Garrett, those guys haven't been their best in these type of big games. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like to me, Motsi, like if it's going to happen for Cleveland, this is the way it has to happen almost. Yeah, and I'm excited for Cleveland because they're going to get a chance to know exactly who they have at quarterback. They're going to know if mm-hmm. Baker's their guy for the future or if he's not their long-term answer. Because this is a game that you have to win. When you're talking about, man, when and you're in, when and you break this playoff drought that you guys have been enduring, when and you get a chance to, to do something that hasn't been done in Cleveland for decades, man, this is a huge opportunity. And Baker, you're not even having to face Ben Roethlisberger. Right. You're not going to face four quarters of Minka Fitzpatrick. You're not facing four quarters of Juju and Claypool. You're going to get those guys for a half at best. So with that being said, this is a game that even if you start slow, Baker, you still should be able to do more than enough 
to take advantage of so this team that is gearing up towards the playoffs. They're not gearing up for this game in the same manner in which they're preparing for the playoffs. If that was the case, seven would be out there. Yep. Coach Tomlin, hey, uh, we, we're, we're trying to win. No, you're not. If you were trying to win, Ben would be a quarterback. Let's be real. You want to evaluate? Yes, you can evaluate sure. without a doubt, but you're not trying to win. If you're trying to win, you're going to play your best player. So there is a distinct difference. Right. You're trying to win within the context right. of the three hours. Right, but on the but 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 but, but Sunday, winning but is not priority number one. Correct. That's the difference. Priority health number one right now is, is health. Yeah. Second is evaluating Mason, and then third is okay. Now if we win, we win. Great. But that's not the same mentality that's going to be having in Cleveland. So for them, Baker has to be the reason. Everything is lining up for yeah. it to fall on Baker. Baker, can you lead them? Not saying that you got to go out here and throw for 300 yards, but can you operate and maneuver that offense against a defense that? First half, you're going to get a real test. Second half is going to be a little bit watered down version of it. Right. But either way, this is a game that you have to shine. Have you to. have to be one of the best players on the field when you are out there. That has to be the case for Baker. Now, can he do it? That's what we got to wait mm. and see because we haven't seen him do that. No. We haven't seen them in any high-pressure situation like this for Baker. They've had tough games. They've had meaningful games in terms of keeping themselves alive throughout his career. They haven't played Never it. in a winner go home. Right. Never in a winning year in the playoffs. Never that scenario. Yeah, I saw some people arguing that, you know, like, oh, well, the Browns played such and such team and they played the Ravens. Like, what does that have to do with there's this? There's not, like, this is a totally, they, they have not faced any type of yeah. situation like this. Big games in September and October are not like big games in December and January. And, and, and especially, not especially in big regard. games in, Jan- in December where it's literally. You win and you're in the playoffs. You lose and your season is over. And you're not playing for another yeah, right, right. six ba- months. Baltimore a couple weeks ago, as big as you wanted to make the game, sure. If they if they lost, man, I mean, obviously if they lost, it hurt them, but it didn't kill their hopes. If they won, it would have been great, but it wouldn't have like made it final. It wouldn't have settled right, everything. Right. This is one of those games where it's it's a simple draw line in the sand. You want to be with the winners, or you want to be with the losers. Mm-hmm. Pick your side and go out there and execute and make that happen. That's the type of pressure they have. They are not accustomed to having. We've dealt with it numerous times in Pittsburgh. Numerous. That's what we always talk about. We become so comfortable in the uncomfortable. That's one of Coach Thomas' favorite things to say to us. You got to get comfortable in the uncomfortable. You're gonna face teams like this. You're gonna be in matchups like this where you gotta have it. Where man, there is no tomorrow. That's a different level of pressure. That's a different level of urgency that you prepare with. Your body reacts different to that. Man, when you get out there on Sunday and you feel that for the first time, that, oh, 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 that's what that feels like. Man, how do you adjust to that? How do you handle that? It is distinctly different. Distinctly different, Big man. time. Yes, yeah. indeed. And we've got to see how Cleveland handles it. We know the guys in Pittsburgh, how they've handled it. We've seen them do it numerous times. We don't know what we're going to get from Cleveland right now. They They might – you know, come out here and flourish in a moment. They might wet the bed. You just now, I mean, seriously, <laughs> no, like, and, and you right. see it both ways. You've seen it both ways. So that's why, like I said, I'm really interested to see how they respond to this because for us, I mean, it's house money. The, the, the two people that I feel like, well, actually, it's three people. Nope, I'll go back and say two. I got two people that this is uh, uh, the, the same energy that Cleveland has, mm-hmm. similar in Pittsburgh. Mason. Mason and Randy Feekner. Mm. It's that simple. Would you say any <coughs> running backs? Like maybe Benny or, or Anthony Not at all. The reason no. why I don't say that is because of this. They're all young, super cheap. McFarlane was a, a, a what, fourth-round draft round pick, pick this yeah. year. He's going to be on the roster next year. Benny Snell, he's still in the contract for two more years. If you're looking to make a move, whether you're drafting a running back in the first round, second round, or if you're bringing a guy in free agency, Benny Snell and McFarlane are great depth signings, and they're super cheap. Yep. So you cheap keep and them. Yeah. And they give you special teams value as well, yep. right? Yeah. <clears throat> so that's why I don't think them. But for Mason – 
If Mason comes out here and plays well, that does what? It number one is going to allow him to stay on the roster next year, but number two, it puts a little bit of peace of mind for the Steelers organization if they move forward with Ben's forty-one million. Heck yeah. They don't feel the pressure of we got to get somebody else and we got to try to spend this money elsewhere and things like that. That's the first part for Mason where it can help him. The other part for Mason is he can knock out the Browns from the playoffs. How good of a full <laughs> circle would that be, right? Oh. Especially everything that happened to him last year. So for him, he has the double incentive. For Randy Feekner, the reason why this is a, a, a big part for him is we know Randy has been under criticism this year. Sometimes it was deserved, sometimes it wasn't. But either way, it is very much here. We know last year it was never really about Randy. It was more so on Mason. We've talked about him not taking shots downfield, even though stuff was designed for him. He just wasn't really being aggressive. And we still had our criticisms of Randy, but we said what? Randy with seven. That's how they kind of pair together. But when seven's your quarterback, it, it, I mean, being coordinator, it, it, it takes a little bit of a load off of you sure, because you have sure. an elite guy like that. Now that excuse is out the window. Now we need to see how can you formulate a game plan for Mason? Mm. What can you do? And we announced this on Monday, right? There was no surprise who's going to be the starter. Right. There was no Ben's getting the reps and now, okay, Friday decision. we're going to switch it. No, no, no. You said on Monday that Mason's the guy. That means that you put on notice for Randy as well. Hey, treat this as if this is a game week and you are preparing a formula for Mason, what can you do to maximize what he's good at? What can you do to minimize the exposure for the things that he struggles with? And from there, formulate a plan to not just not lose. Because last year, the difference was this. Last year, the plans for Mason were to not lose. Right. We don't want to put you in a situation Let where you're going to turn the ball over. The game. Right. We're yeah. going to play defense. Great special teams. We're going to try to run the ball. We, we don't want you to, to be exposed to too much. That's not the case on Sunday. This Sunday, I want to see what you can do. This Sunday, I need you, Randy, to design calls that will put Mason in a situation where he can be aggressive, where he can throw the ball and utilize his strengths and things like that. But that is the part that falls on Randy because the reason why I keep saying some of the criticisms for Randy this year was deserving, some of it wasn't, for all the bad calls that we quote-unquote, man, that's a terrible call, what would they run that? Don't act as if Ben doesn't have the full 100% license right. to audible in and out of every single call. Right. You can't tell me one minute he has the gamut to draw it up in the sand, next minute he can't check out of a run with eight men in the box or seven in the box. You don't even believe that. Yep. So that's the reason why I said a lot of the criticism that was directed to Randy was not his fault because he isn't the one out there making the checks. Ben is. That goes out the window this week. Mm -hmm. Mason doesn't have that type of green light. Mason, if you call and you say, hey, these are the two plays that you're running, those are the two, those plays, are the two plays you're running. <laughs> so this is really going to fall on Randy's shoulders. That's why I say it's a big opportunity like for him because now if you're, if you're Coach Tomlin, if you're Kevin Colbert, if this offense comes out here and looks pathetic and it's not based on Mason's ability – I'm talking from a scheme standpoint. It's nobody getting schemed open. We talked about when the offense was struggling. It was guys being open. Ben accuracy was having issues, right? Or we were mm -hmm. having drops. But the plays were still there. Right. It was guys open. I don't. If I'm not seeing that part of it, if, if it's not, no, the guys aren't getting open. No, 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 that's not the case. Then, yeah, we got an issue. But if it's a part where, all right, schemes are good, but Mason just can't hit. Okay, well, now we know it's not coordinator, right. it's quarterback. And that's going to tell you a lot of information. So that's why for those two guys, this game is just as big for them as the Browns. Because their futures, their direct futures in terms of next year and going forward are going to be solely connected to this game and how they perform. So that's why I'm excited for them as well. Professor Motes laying it down as always. I got a little long-winded. You know how it happens, man. Hey, I love it. 
I'm always learning. I'm taking notes over here. We'll be doing that at 1 o'clock as well with our five-star matchups. But you know what's coming up next if you're familiar with the show. It's our good friend, Brian Backo. He joins us second segment every Thursday. We'll do that, and uh, we'll continue to look ahead to Steelers-Browns with the Batman on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, you're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Our good friend, Mr. Brian Backo, is on the phone lines. You know, Mr. Big Stuff himself, he covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Kind enough to join us just about every single Thursday here on the program. Mr. Backo, how we doing? How we feeling on this New Year's? Last day of 2020. Do we have renewed optimism for the year? Do we have renewed optimism for the Pittsburgh Steelers postseason playoff hopes as well? I've got some some optimism. I classify myself as an optimistic cynic, Wes. You know, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of a paradox in that way. But right now, as we speak, I'm, I'm looking out the window on the cul-de-sac. There's a a new family moving into the home across the street, literally closing day on New Year's Eve. So hope springs eternal around the Batco abode. Hey, if you're listening out there and you know a, a family that's closing on a house in Shaler today, <laughs> tell them to hit me up. Hey, hey what's the street address? <laughs> yeah, you want to just share that for well, the audience? I can't give that out. <laughs> I don't want to be attacked by all my, uh, all my um, you know, I don't want to say. Uh, Shalerites? You, you, you super but, fans, yeah. You never, well, you never we know. know how, we know how to make some predictions on this show from time to time that are met with a little <laughs> bit of uh, ire from Steelers. <laughs> I will say, though, today's a rough day to be moving in. No, it Snow, is. Snow, cold, windy. That's a rough day to be moving in. And you probably got plans tonight as well. <sighs> Long day. It's Eve. not too bad out right now. Uh, it's 34 degrees, but it feels, uh, it feels a little balmy considering uh, what we had last week. So, <laughs> but it's going to be kind of cold to, uh, to, to finish closing on a house on New Year's Eve. Talk about taking some good momentum into 2021. Hey, man, and we need all we can get, right? Can never have enough The bad good thing momentum. is they have us as neighbors, Motes. <laughs> I like that. All right, so talk to me, man. We got Mason Rudolph returning run, to run, Cleveland. Run, run, Rudolph. Returning to the crime scene. What are you expecting from Mason come Sunday, baby? I don't know what to expect. I mean, we've only seen him – so briefly that cameo at Dallas this year he didn't look right in those few snaps he, he didn't look like someone who uh was was in danger of going down the field at all with uh to, to get a little quick strike offense so uh he's gonna get a whole week of practice though that's gonna be the difference I mean before that Cowboys game it's not like he was taking reps with the starters or anything like that so we'll, we'll see what he's got up his sleeve I mean this is a this could be a big audition for him his first and you would hope only start of his third year in the league. And uh, we know that he has a lot of doubt to, uh, to put aside from last season, a lot of critics to, to maybe quiet. Can you do that in, in one game? I don't know, but uh, sending the Browns out of the playoffs, uh, possibly with a bunch of backups surrounding you uh, would be a heck of a statement to make if you're Mason. Speaking of those backups surrounding Mason, uh, how would you go about, delegating the decision of, okay, we need to get our veteran guys rest, 
But at the same time, we don't want to feed Mason Rudolph to the Wolves. We're, you know, we're not trying to, to have him out there with an entire practice squad on the offensive line as well. H- how do you balance that need for rest uh, with the need to protect your quarterback at the same time? I mean, I, I was kind of one of those people that, that didn't think it was a slam dunk to airmail all the guys to the postseason, to use Mike Tomlin's <laughs> word. But now that they are, I, I think you need to go all in on that. And, you know, if you're going to rest a, a few guys, you should rest a bunch. But, you know, Jerry Dulac from the Post-Gazette reported today that, uh, you know, my colleague says that David DeCastro is still going to start, maybe not play the whole game. You'd assume then that, that perhaps Alville and Aueva uh, would still at least start at left tackle. He's got a nice little Ironman streak going as well, uh, and, and he's someone that can help protect Rudolph in this game. But other than that, you know, I, I think you, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't go half measures on it. If, if you're gonna uh, basically treat this game as one that uh, you, you don't care too much about the result then rest up a whole bunch of guys and, and put the JV squad out there against the Browns. That, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, and I do think, man, come second half, we will see more of that mentality. I mean, obviously, Coach Tomlin had to say what he said in terms of, man, we're playing this game to win. That's the mentality. But as <laughs> I talked to Wes, I said, man, that's not the mentality. If that was the case, seven would be the right. quarterback. You're not playing this Absolutely. game to win. You're yeah. playing to, number one, to get out there healthy. Number two, you want to evaluate some players. And then from three – if you get the win, great. That's that's the icing on the cake, but that's not the approach. That's not the main focus based on what he's already done from a roster standpoint. There's a difference between playing to win in that way versus just playing hard. Correct. Right? And yes. I take that to mean yes. as Mike Tomlin is saying, whoever is out there, you're going to play hard. Gerald Hawkins, yeah. and Tackle, lay down and die. Yeah, Cassius right. Marsh. Yeah, if it's Cassius Marsh rushing the passer, these guys are going to be playing their butts off. Mm-hmm. They're not. Uh, they're not mailing it in in that way, but you're right, Moses. I mean, if you were if you're really playing a win, uh, you, you'd have been out there. You, you'd be full strength. And uh, I don't know. I, I kind of didn't think that would have been the worst decision because you know you have a little bit to gain between the two and three seed. Not only that, but some momentum. But that hay is in the barn now. We know, <laughs> and whoever is out there, uh, you know, they, they will at least have decades and decades of Steelers Browns futility on their side there there's something about the cleveland franchise being cursed in this matchup maybe that will uh will, will bolster the spirits uh, of some of the guys who are going to be a, at a disadvantage talent wise at least on paper well sticking with that then mr backo some of those guys that are going to be out there that are going to be playing hard aside from mason rudolph is there anybody else that you're really excited to to watch that you want to keep an eye on sunday afternoon for the steelers if Anthony McFarlane gets uh, a compliment of snaps, that would be kind of interesting. I mean, no, I no, 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 no. I need Benny Snow. Come on, man. <laughs> I have a vested interest Snow? in Benny Snow. I have a vested interest in Benny Snow from a monetization standpoint. Mm. So I would prefer <laughs> that he be the guy that's getting those opportunities you're speaking of. All right, I'm just throwing that out there. Don't, 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 don't be counterproductive to what I'm working on over here. Okay. <laughs> well, Snow got to pop off too. Don't get me wrong. And, and he's a guy that still has a lot to prove. I think, but we've seen plenty of him. We haven't nearly enough of Anthony McFarland. I know everybody thinks of Willie Parker way back when his breakout game coming in a, a week 17 opportunity such as this. So that's one name that, that I'll throw out there on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, maybe you see more Justin Lane because I don't think Joe Hayden uh, will play this whole game, even if he does start. And Justin Lane's a guy that only in year two as an outside corner, you know, he could factor into the future of this franchise mm-hmm. on defense. So uh, that's just one guy on each side of the ball 
uh, that, that I would kind of like to see here. Uh, there, there might be guys that, you you know, it's kind of almost like, I know Mike Tomlin said it's not like a preseason game, but in some ways <laughs> this year when you didn't have any and you, you didn't even really get to see uh, the same type of competitive environment in training camp as you normally would, maybe there will be some guys who just kind of sneak up on us and you say, wow, didn't know we had that in them. And trust me, um, if that does happen, it'll be a lot more impressive than a preseason because of yeah. the circumstances surrounding this Browns team and, and knowing that you're going to get a full gamut of them versus in the preseason where you're getting a watered-down version of them. But um, speaking of some of these guys who might get opportunities, uh, Robert Spillane, man, what are you hearing from him, man, in terms of his availability this weekend? And if so, if he is available, how much do you anticipate him playing? Reading between the lines, it, it doesn't seem like he's going to be back necessarily for this one, and if he is, maybe sparingly. It seems like they're targeting that uh, that that first playoff game, which makes sense because he was playing so well. You need him to shore up the depth at, at inside linebacker in a lot of ways, maybe even return as your starter. So you know, there's, Whoa, there's controversy. Wait, wait a minute yeah, now. Well, there's nothing, what, 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 nothing too what? worrisome <laughs> coming out about him. Wait, you don't think he will be? Wait, wait a minute now. I'm just saying, like, which one would you would you take off? Are you taking off Avery? Are you taking off Vince? I think you could argue either one. Listening to Keith Butler today in, in his meeting with the man, press, and he I'm, about I'm not Nick buying Blaine that from Butts, man. I'm not buying that from Butts. <laughs> Butts trying to stir the pot over there, man. <laughs> but you know, he he was playing well before he went down. He definitely down. was. I think he, he definitely was, the was. Most well-rounded of of anybody in that group yeah. in terms of his run stopping and his pass coverage. You know, Vince worried me at times in that Colts game. Yes. I mean, I, I was at the game, so watching from the press box. There were even a, a few plays there where Phillip Rivers, you know, maybe he was made up his mind going into the snap that he was going to go deep, but he, but mm-hmm. he had more opportunities yes. to expose Vince Williams in coverage. And we know that Phillip Rivers likes picking on 98. He's done it before. Uh, you think back to two years ago when he kept getting him matched up with Keenan Allen. Absolutely. So, uh, maybe he's saving that for a potential rematch, which could happen with the Steelers mm-hmm. and the Colts. So, Very true. Uh, I think you really got to take a long look at, at the inside linebacker position. And, hey, let's not forget Avery Williamson, I think, coming off his best game Absolutely. as a Steeler. I mean, he was all over the place, so he's going to be a factor as well. Run game, coverage, yeah. blitzing. I mean, yeah, and that's, that was my biggest thing in terms of would you make that switch being him? Because I feel like Vince – has to be out there because what he gives you from above the next standpoint, just keeping everyone on the right page. We saw when he was not in the lineup during those two weeks how much the defense, especially the run defense, struggled, man. It, it just looked as if they weren't on the same page and they didn't have that same physical nature about them. So that's the only reason why I feel like, man, Vince needs to be a heavy part of that. But what you said, though, about Robert Spillane, Man, in terms of being the most well-rounded of them, I do agree with that. But then with Avery, I feel like he has the 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 most potential to really do something special hmm. of the group compared to Vince and Robert as well, though. So it's a, it's an interesting situation they're in. But I do think it's a good scenario for them to have. It's a good problem to be working about. Yeah, Butts was asked about just having depth at inside linebacker. <laughs> His comment <laughs> made me laugh. I mean, it was kind of you don't always get that kind of honesty from Butts. He sometimes just, you know, gives you the coach speak answer. But he said, I don't even know what it's like to have depth at inside linebacker. And he's right, because since Devin Bush went down, you were plugging different guys in. And even going back to preseason, that was the position where everyone was kind of like, eh, the Steelers are a little bit thin there. Mm-hmm. So uh, now if, if you've got Vince Williams, Avery Williamson, Robert Spillane, and the kind of forgotten man, Marcus Allen, who, yeah, he, he was overexposed at times because of those injuries. But – 
I think he can still help you in sub packages as a dime linebacker, a guy who's essentially uh, another defensive back out there on the field. Brian Backo, our good friend of the show of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with us here on the Steelers Blitz. Fellas, what are we do- are we doing predictions this weekend? I mean, Moats? I mean, I'm ready. Uh, Backo, you got one? Who, me? Yeah, I'm ready. I, here's the thing. I want a fantasy football league for my wife and her family. We play through week 17, baby. We are oh, hard. y'all are oh, reckless. You're wild and wild. Wow. about real leagues end in week 16. No, I don't care if you've got a bunch of guys on oh, the sideline because they clinched their spots. Go to the waiver wire. That's wow. how championships are won. Ooh. Wow. That, that's a bold move right there. Wow. <laughs> I'm not touching that. Yeah, we ended right. last week. Well, then. <laughs> I'm good. Last predictions of the year. So next week when we do this, yeah. you know, ahead of the playoffs, we can uh, tally up the scores here and see Absolutely. how everybody did. Yeah. Mr. Backo, Sunday in Cleveland, Steelers-Browns, your prediction. And reminder, Motsi, mm-hmm. this guy picked those stinking Browns to beat the Steelers last time. He definitely did. He definitely did. So with mm-hmm. that in mm-hmm. mind, Mr. Brian Backo. Let, let's hear from you, Mr. Batco. And I picked the Colts last week, but I think you guys did too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? I picked the Colts last week as well too. Yeah, okay. so did yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to be quiet. Let's just keep going. That was, by the way, anyway. by the way, Mr. Backo, first time all year that Motsi picked against the Steelers. I yeah. mean, the Colts brought it out of him. I thought his Buffalo Bills would have, but it was the Colts. Well, well, that's water under the bridge. We can move on now to Week 17. Uh, kind of a meaningless game for for the Steelers, and my prediction is uh, is taking that into account and responding accordingly because, guys, with the playoffs on the line, win-and-get-in scenario for the Cleveland stinking Brownies, they're going to show up at home with some fans in the stands, and I don't think this one's going to be close. Uh, Mm -hmm. Last I saw, they're favored by 10. I think they go out there and roll against Mason Rudolph and friends with a 37-10 to dub. I hope my new neighbors aren't listening. (laughs) Unless they're from Cleveland, unless they just moved in from Ohio. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe they're from Northeast Ohio. (laughs) Arthur Motes and I will give our predictions before we get out of here. Uh, Before we let you go, Mr. Backo, I I need – I got one more question for you, okay? Arthur Motes and I, we made a bet at the beginning of the season. All right, about his boy, yes. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Arthur Motes' boy, Tom Brady. The bet was that Tom Brady uh, over under 4,300 passing yards this season with the caveat that he had he to had play to at play least 15, 15 games. Yeah. So he's played 15 games already after just, you know, picking on the Falcons and the Lions the past two weeks. He, he only played a half of football the past week. <laughs> picking, picking on these little sisters of the poor the last two he weeks. Played, he played two quarters of football last week. That's all he gave you, two quarters. Two-part two question here. <laughs> two-part question here, Mr. Backo. Number one, Tom Brady needs 66 yards to go over 4,300. Do I have a chance? And the second thing, and, and Motsi, you can have a say on this too, you know, we still haven't decided what the bet is. Maybe right. we let Backo decide side for us a, a neutral party what the bet okay. is okay th- th- this is tough i mean you guys first of all should be in vegas um <laughs> with, with setting that kind of over under well, that has come that close uh, it, pretty it, good what huh? well, 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 the thing was this it would have been clear i mean brady would have smashed it if he plays in the second i mean in the third quarter last week I mean, we he had what three sixty something do. at halftime. Yeah. yeah. If if you remember when we first mm-hmm. had this argument, I wanted to go forty four hundred. You did. And yes. Moats talked me down. To, yes. He always does. You know, he, he <laughs> he's got a good way to wind me up, Backo. So he talked. You know, we, we are pretty good. We could be in Vegas. <sighs> okay. Well, my quick take, just gut reaction, is woulda, coulda, shoulda. That doesn't mean jack squat to me. Uh-huh. I think week sixteen still counts for the bet. So 
I, I guess uh, that puts me on Wes's side here, I suppose. I like it. Well, is he playing this week? I don't even know if he's going to play this week. Now, Bruce Arians said earlier that they were playing everybody. Oh, I'm but good we'll anyways. That could be one series, but that's probably going to be enough for him hey, to get 66, 66 yards. yards. Hey, we won't need much. In the name of the father, son, and Mario Lemieux, <laughs> under 66 yards. Listen, man, if, if it comes down to that being the reason I lose a bet, it's no different last week when I lost in the championship for fantasy football, right? <laughs> Went against Kamara. He balled out, no doubt. Yep. But Josh Allen was on a heater. Ooh. But because they blew him out, they pulled him in the third quarter. I was like, all right, I'll live with that. If that's the reason why I come short, if Brady cooks so much, the Lions game that they didn't let him play the second half and he plays two series in this week 17 and I lose 66 yards. You'll live with it. I'll live with that. My point is definitely proven. So I'm not tripping. Who says, who says there's no such thing as moral victory? Right, if you got to go through all that and he's still 66 yards short, that lets you know right there the answer to your question. They don't ask how. They ask how many. Yes, indeed. Our guest, as always, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Buddy, we appreciate your time. Uh, happy New Year to you, the missus, and the little man. And, mm-hmm. uh, and hey, we'll talk to you next year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Another gr- Thanks for another great year, guys. Enjoy it. Uh, have a great 2021. Yes, indeed. The brightest part of our 2020 here on the show. There he goes, Mr. Brian Backo. Great stuff from him. As always, going to take a break here on the other side. Mozi, we've had some tweets rolling in throughout the show. We'll get to some of those before uh, about 20 minutes from now at 1 o'clock. We get to our five-star matchup. So plenty more to go. Don't go anywhere. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're inside the Electric Factory at Steelers Blitz on SNR. The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, we're still standing. Yeah. I mean, it's been a year. If you're listening to us, you're still standing. You are still in the land of the living. And if you are in the land of the living, I don't care what the circumstances surrounding you may be. It is a great day. It's a great day to have a great day, right? In the words of Dick LeBeau, it's a great day to be alive. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We are uh, having some fun here, as we always do, of course, on the program, but particularly when it's our last show of the week, as it is today. Last show of the year. I, I mean, not for the Steelers season, just for the year. You just, know what? Did you see? We had a couple people tweet us, I think. Um, we made that joke on when we were on with Wolf oh, yesterday. and they thought, like, it was and over, we, over. I think, had a couple people who thought that it was actually, like, that it was over, over. Over, over. Like, no, no, no. Just, oh, like, the, the year, like, 2020 year or yeah. regular season because it's postseason after this. So, last regular season show as well. Ooh. Just throwing it out there. Ooh. Arthur Motes, you still have your headphones over there? I'm always connected. You know I'm ready. Okay, good. Because I wanted you to hear this clip here. Ooh, uh, we're okay. gonna get this, we're gonna get to some tweets in a second. I but like I, when you spice it up and surprise me on Thursday. I've got a treat for you. I've got a treat for Steeler Nation. Um, and big shout out to uh, Tim Benz. 
Oh, he okay. unearthed this. I'm about to play you a uh, quick 30-second clip here from Kevin Green, mm -hmm. okay? And it's Kevin Green talking about T.J. Watt about two weeks before Kevin Green passed away. Mm -hmm. His thoughts on T.J. Watt, this is awesome. Take a listen. He looks to me to be the most complete linebacker in the NFL right now, whether inside or outside. He, 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 does, he rushes. Plays the run hard, drops in coverage, hunts people with a hunter's heart. I really like the way he is playing, and I say that over Khalil Mack and Vaughn Miller or any of those guys like that or any of the interior guys that you could mention. I mean, I really like, and I know I'm a stealer, and maybe I'm being a little <laughs> prejudiced there, yeah. uh, but I really like him and the way he operates. Isn't that awesome? Absolutely. Here in 91, talk about 90. Man, that I made me sad I, right there, I man. I heard it last night, hey. and I got chills again. That's my guy right there, man. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. And you know what? TJ Watts, he's got a real chance to, uh, I think, to wear that crown here oh, uh, no, in, in another man. week or so with NFL Defensive Player of the Year. So I, I knew you'd enjoy that. I knew Steeler Nation would enjoy that. Quick like question, said, though. Do you think he needs to do anything special this weekend, or do you think he has it locked up? I don't think he needs to do anything special, but I'll tell you what. You know, We joked about this last night on Countdown to Kickoff. Say he plays the first series, he yeah. goes out there and strip sacks Baker Mayfield. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's locked it's a wrap. It's, it's locked up. Without a doubt, it'll be locked up. It's a wrap, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you want to get involved with the show, you know the drill. We'll take your tweets at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. And Motsi, you know we got me chiming in with the three-pack uh -oh. of tweets. Uh-oh, got to have him. Feels good to be back. Absolutely. I mean, it feels good this to be back. This is what we do. <laughs> me says Westman and Dr. Motes, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well, Likewise, me. yes, indeed. Question number one. What are Yin's guys' expectations of Mason on Sunday? I think he plays well. I don't think he plays great, but I do think he does enough to ease the organization's mind. And what I mean by that is where they won't feel the pressure, we got to go out and make a big splash. We've got to have a better backup. Backup, yeah. right, or we got to draft somebody in the first two rounds. I don't think – I think he does enough to postpone those thoughts for another season. And, and ultimately help them be a lot easier with the $41 million that they're more than likely going to have to eat going forward uh, next year. I think that, that Mason does enough to make them feel yeah. comfortable with that. I think so, too. I think – I don't think it would be great. Not great. Right. But, we're, but, not, we're not saying franchise quarterback. Right, right. We're saying professional quarterback. Yes. I, I, Competent. I, yes. Varsity. Yes. Above the line. Right. Not yes. a, you know Not All-American, not Heisman right. Trophy winner. I, I'm not even going to say Charlie Batch. But he could be Landry. But a prof yes, a, like, prof like, a professional like, quarterback. Right, absolutely. Landry backed up been for what four or five years, I believe it is in Pittsburgh. Like just quality backup. If mm -hmm. I need you, you can get me out of a spurt. Like that's all I need. Just just get me out of a stadium. I think he's capable of that. I think so. And too. I, I'm excited to see this opportunity and, and something that um back I said too in terms of like Mason in that Cowboys game versus this one and why he thinks it'd be different. The biggest reason to me why it would be different is when you're on the sideline back in a bend, there is no opportunity for you to get in the game. Right. So you're you're not thinking of, let me stay loose. You're, I, you're, what you're focused on is if Ben comes over here and asks what coverage is that, I better be able to tell him what coverage it is. That's all I'm worried about. Whereas if you're out there and you know you get opportunity, whether it's like when you came in versus the Jets last year, right? The whole season, him and Duck have been flip-flopping. They have been making those moves. So you are a, it's a different level of engagement. Hmm. You're warmed up. It's, it's different in terms of your body and how it responds. Whereas in that Cowboys one, it's literally like, man, you let your car sit in the garage all night, all week, and then you just turn it on and just try to drive. You got to let that thing warm up. Granny, he ain't get no time to warm it up. Right. But this this game right here, 
he's going to have plenty of time. Everything is set up for, for it to be a Mason game. Yeah. So that's why I do think he does play well enough. Number two from me. What's on the New Year's Eve menu tonight, and are you saving me any? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we got filet mignon, you got crab legs, shrimp. Wait uh, a second. Yeah. That's ex- I'm not kidding. That's exactly what we got. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love like, it. I no, love we it. Were, we were and we're doing a broccoli, cauliflower, uh, black, broccoli and car- cauliflower mix as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm picking up some wings from our favorite brewery on the way home today. Oh. We are yeah. doing, I kid you not, we're doing a low country boil with yeah. crab legs, shrimp, potatoes, and corn. I like it. And then we're doing two filet mignons as well. I like it. See, the reason we stayed away from like the wings because we we're, did it for Christmas. That was like our big thing. Oh, come on, man. That's why we connected, man. This is what we do. <laughs> and number three, finally three from me. Uh, how long can you keep Christmas lights up before people start giving you the old stink eye? After New Year's. The, the same way you have to wait until after Thanksgiving to put your uh, your Christmas lights up and your trees up and stuff, mm-hmm. you got to wait until after New Year's to then start making those moves. Now, I'm not saying it has to happen within, you know, the first week of the New Year, but within that first two-week window typically is when, all right, you start making those changes because now once you once you get January 16, 17, that, that weekend mm-hmm. area – now you start shifting to February. Right, now it's the right. lover's holiday, all right? The lover's so, holiday. So, so that's, that's kind of how I always viewed it. Uh, we got a tweet here from Coach Sobe. Okay, I think, Coach. This is a, I think this is a first-timer. I haven't heard of Coach Sobe before. I like it. Coach tweets, love the show, dudes. Thank you, Coach. Uh, listening to the final show of the year, wondering if you guys think the Steelers will still be able to get consistent pressure on Baker without Cam, TJ, Bud, and Devin. Well, we're going to see. Highsmith, step on up. Cassius... Cassius Marsh, step on up. T Gray Scales, yeah. step on up. Trying to think. Uh, Bugs. Well, I'm Davis. Th- no, no, no. So I don't expect a lot from Highsmith. Highsmith is going to be. You going think he's going to? You tackle. think he's going to? Well, that's true. Exactly. Jedrick Wills. He's been he, he, phenomenal. He is a man. I'll tell you what. He is a man. If the offensive line, you know, yeah. and Craig Wolfley would be loving this conversation. Uh-huh. If offensive line was a bit sexier of a position to NFL fans, yes. Wills should be With offensive rookie of the out year. Without a doubt. Yes. Yes. With all, and, you know, you and I, we really like, we think Herbert's very good. There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys out there that we've given no, props no, this, to. This dude. If, if yes. people paid attention yes. to offensive line play, he would be rookie of the year. Yes. So that's why, for me, I don't expect a lot from Highsmith. On the other side, it depends if Conklin's playing or not. He's questionable right now, so you know he's going to be limited in some capacity. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't feel the the most confident. But at least we know right now, between their center, right guard, and right tackle, they're all three going to be banged up in some capacity coming into this game. Two are listed as questionable. They had Teller listed as out, but that could change, mm-hmm. obviously. You know, So to me, any of those three guys, I feel like if they're going to have success, it's going to be – on that side. It's going to be on the center to right side of their offensive line. That would be our best case. But I'm not having too too much high expectations going into this one, man. Yeah, I forgot about that Jedrick Wills guy. Like, like, people have to realize this isn't like, oh, this is seven going out there. This is going to be like Mason on Thursday night football a year ago going out there. This is like Duck end of the year last year going out there. Like It's, it's different. Not saying that you can't win. But it's not this, oh, man, we're big brother coming down here. No, no, no. This is more like cousin. It's more like, oh, oh we, we, we the same age. We, you know what I mean? Like, you just got the bigger brother that look out for you. That's who seven is, but seven ain't here. So you're going to have to earn your stripes today. That's what people aren't realizing right now. <laughs> uh, we got a tweet here real quick about how to catch the show other than on the loop on SNR. We haven't plugged this in a while. You're right. 
Uh, but the show is uploaded every day in podcast form. Mm-hmm. Even when we fill in for Wolf, yeah, we still, it's still, we still upload form. the show yes. onto our channel as well, too. Mm-hmm. Steelers Blitz. That's Blitz with a Z. Absolutely. Like Zlatan? Like Zoltan? Like Zebra? Dang it. That's yes. all I got. I had one more like left. Like Zinedine Zidane? Like Zoo. Oh, you jerk. <laughs> Steelers Blitz. <laughs> On Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on your phone where you get your podcasts. Uh, but like we always say, not on Spotify, right? Because this is iHeart. iHeart and Spotify we are competitors. It. We beef it. So we get those tweets a lot. I can't find you guys on Spotify. Well, that's because yeah, we don't we don't rock with them. They're like on the other side. You don't find Pepsi for sale in the Coke store. You, know what I'm <laughs> you, you don't get a Whopper at McDonald's. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> uh, Midwest Mouse tweets, if you could only keep one this offseason, Mike Hilton or Cam Sutton, who you keep it? I'm going to go Hilton, but I think Cam has the higher ceiling long-term. Mm, interesting. And this is what I mean by that. Um, as a nickel corner, Hilton isn't the uh, an elite cover guy. He's an elite run stopper and blitzer. But the biggest portion of his blitzing is the fact that he can confuse you sometimes, right, with right. his in and out. But it's more so he's tricking you. Eventually – Teams are going to start saying, if he's out there, he's the extra O-lineman. Mm. He's the extra rusher right. every time. Right. And if they do that, that changes every single thing. That can minimize his game in a big way. And it doesn't have to be on first and second that you're doing it, but you could say, hey, if it's third and five or it's third and three, we know in certain situations when he's on the field, yeah, the tendency or the percentage of him blitzing go up, we'll just paint him as the, as the fourth rusher every time. That would – drastically minimize that and then if you sure. don't bless me you make him play a lot more coverage we know it could be a little bit mm. more dicey whereas with cam sutton cam has shown now uh, an ability that i didn't think he had honestly he's shown that he can not only play inside but he can stand up on the outside as well we know mike hilton hasn't had a lot of reps out there nor do i think he would be as successful on the outside whereas cam has shown that he could play both inside and outside so that's why I feel like he'll have a lot more longevity because if you can cover you can cover it doesn't matter scheme it doesn't matter if you know what I'm in or not it travels it's no different than a three-point shooter I don't care what else you could do if you could hit the three you could hit the three we could make that work if all you could do is drive like Giannis though we can formulate a plan to stop that as we saw (laughs) with, with the Bucks okay we're gonna pack it in and make him shoot so if we know that Hilton is a phenomenal blitzer just paint him as the fourth rusher every time you feel like it's pressure coming, and now you effectively eliminate him from the play. So that's why, for me, I do think Stills will pay Hilton, but I think Sutton, though, will be the one with the higher ceiling that's, going forward. That's well said. Midwest Mouse also adds Z like Zelda. Mm. And now we're talking. That's a classic. Now too. we're talking. That is a classic. Or, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good classic. one. That's a good one. That's, I like that one. I don't even want to touch it. I like that one. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, keep those tweets rolling in at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. We'll get to more of those, obviously, as we close out the show. But coming up next here. Uh-oh. We're, we're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. We'll have your five-star matchups. I'm excited to see where Arthur Motes goes with this one. A lot of unknown. But he'll parse through what you should be looking for on Sunday in Cleveland. We'll do that when we come back to start the second hour of the show. Euler, Motes, Electric Factory, New Year's Eve. SNR? Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. 
Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? Year. It is the end of the year. Is that good, though? I mean, yes and no. Okay. You know, uh, it's it's definitely time for 2020 to kick rocks with sandals on. Okay, okay. But, you know, that also doesn't mean that just when the clock strikes midnight tonight, it's going to be a magic elixir to cure all of our our woes, if you will. <laughs> and uh, Like whoa. the dance or the other woe? And I uh, won't. Whoa there, boy. Don't go there, boy. Whoa. (laughs) One place that we normally go on Fridays that we're going to do today, you know, because it's our condensed Thursday and Friday show, obviously. Listen, it's going to be a little bit different on Sunday, all right? The Steelers aren't, you know, all hands on deck in this game. But it would only be right. Our last show before game day, we've got to tell you the things to be looking for on Sunday. What are the matchups that are going to determine the outcome of Steelers-Browns at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland? It's time for a little five-star matchups. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup! Anybody we play, it's a five-star matchup because we're in it! Five-star matchup! Number one. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Oh, yeah. So, you know, we got to start out with talking about Baker Mayfield versus the Steelers secondary. Now, the reason why I say the secondary is because we know he's going to see two variations of that. He's going to see the initial wave in the first and second quarter, potentially, with Minka, Joe, Steven, Edmonds, the usual suspects. But then we also know come second half, see a potentially different group of corners out there and safeties out there the biggest thing is this regardless of the group you have to take advantage of baker's mistakes even last week man baker he still has some issues in terms of seeing the field we know his he's at his best when they're running play action pass and he's able to get out the pocket obviously a smaller quarterback you want to get him out of there so he can see the field and, and really you know take advantage of that I feel like we're going to be able to do a good job of containing him, but now we're also going to need to do the second part of that, which is when he can't see the field and he does some of these, Mm. you know, bad decision throws. Like we saw the opener last year. I mean, not last year. We saw the first game this year where he throws the pick six, hits Mika right in the face. You have to catch the balls that he throws at you. When the turnover is there, make it happen. Capitalize on it, and that will balance out some of the lack or the, the, the mismatch that we might be seeing once our ones come out of this game. I think that's going to be very, very important, though, man. You got to take advantage of his mistakes. Baker Mayfield? Well, he sounds hideous. Five-star <laughs> matchup and number two. All right, now this second one, baby. Mason Rudolph report to the stage. Repeat, Mason Rudolph report to the stage immediately. We got to go Mason Rudolph versus Denzel Ward. Now, this is a big-time opportunity for Mason in two facets. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Number one, big-time evaluation for him and his future, both in the short and long term. But he also gets an opportunity to enact the best revenge possible on the Browns mm-hmm. and Miles Garrett by going out there and winning and knocking them out the playoffs. And the way he's going to do that is by taking advantage of Denzel Ward's over-aggressive play. Denzel Ward is a really good corner. Really good with his technique, but he does have a bad, bad problem of, and and this happens a lot of times with elite level corners, 
they see too much at times, right? And that makes him be over aggressive. We saw Ben get him with the double move to James Washington the first go around. It's popped up on his tape multiple times, very similar to a Marcus Peters type, but not as undisciplined, okay? Marcus Peters, we said, man, this guy can go, man, just blatant drop coverage because he thinks he sees something. Denzel is close to that, but not to that full extent. So it's not gonna happen as frequently. But you will be able to fool this guy. You will be able to get the double move on him. Whenever it happens, though, you have to connect. That's going to be the key for Mason. If he wants this performance to go like he wants it to go and he wants it to be positive and, you know, get everybody rallying around him and ultimately secure his spot for next year, he has to connect on this play when it happens. It's, it's going to happen, but he has to connect on it. Let's see what you got, number two, in spot number two. Five-star matchup. You see what I did there? Number three. <laughs> now we got to go out to the perimeter, man. And I'm talking the offensive line perimeter. Big Al Villanueva. Mm. Versus. Uh-oh. Miles Garrett. Well, he sounds hideous. Who? <laughs> Just don't be on the other end when he gets to swinging. Lord, have mercy. But anywho, it's going to be critical for Al to keep Mason clean. I don't know how long Al will for play. Sure. That, that's going to, you know, that can vary depending on what Coach Simon wants to see, especially with the offensive line, right? And knowing that Al is coming off of a better performance last week, but he struggled two weeks ago mightily against Carl Lawson. Regardless of how long he is out there, he has to keep Mason clean. You need good reps, Al. The more good reps you get, the more confidence Ben is going to have, the more confidence your, uh, your left guard will have, and more importantly, the more confidence he will have in himself. And historically I, I feel like this is the type of match that he would do better in because of it being a bigger body long arm guy we said man Al struggles with the smaller rush that can get up under his pads mm. the guys that good they have good speed to power rushes those are the guys he struggles with miles garrett is a big man but he's built similar to Al. they match up really well now Obviously, Malice has a really good dip roof, but as a whole, I feel like this is a matchup that Al is going to have to stand up like a big dog in, man. If he does that, I feel like that definitely helps out Mason in this offense. I agree. You got to keep the quarterback clean no matter who the quarterback is. Five-star matchup, number four. Now, this one I'm really excited about as well, man. We got to go Avery Williamson versus Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, Avery, you balled out last week. 14 tackles, PBU sack. Woo! Awesome job. Best performance as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Your reward. Just, you know, an all-pro tandem of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Good luck. But the biggest thing for Avery is this, man. He has to continue his uh, performance in terms of the open field tackling. He's been a very, very sure tackler since he stepped into this opportunity once Robert Spillane went down. He has to continue that because by doing so, that will make this Browns offense one-dimensional. They thrive off of the play-action pass. They thrive off of riding the wave that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt sets. If Avery can minimize that wave, if Avery can minimize their impact, they get a lot of yards after contact. They do. They do. They get a lot of yards by making people miss. If Avery is on the screws, though, and he's not allowing that, he's not allowing a lot of yards at the contact, he's not missing tackles, that will hinder what the Browns want to do and really swing the momentum in our favor defensively. Yeah, got to stop that. That that's I mean that's priority number one for Cleveland's offense in every game is getting that run game going. If you can kind of cut them off in the legs there, we got a good chance to limit that offense without a doubt. Are you ready for this? This is your last one of the new year. Are you are you really going to give it up like that? All right. 
five star matchup. It is. I was waiting on it. Number five. Yes, indeed. And I'm excited about this because we get to talk a little special teams, baby. I'm talking Ray Ray McLeod versus that Brown special teams unit. Man, we know Ray Ray has been on the cusp of running one back all season long. No, literally all season close. long. Punt return, kickoff return, all but you know, season. You know what they long. say about close, Arthur Motes? It only works in hand, gra- uh, hand grenades and horseshoes. There you go. That's, that's all. That's about the only thing I know. Close only matters in horseshoes and hand grenades. That's about it. That's all I know. But what I will say is this, man. What it does do every single time he is close, why it does matter, is because it provides a massive spark. We remember that Titans game. We can go down the list of numerous games where he's provided the spark, a field-flipping play. And this is going to be needed more than ever this week because we don't know what this offense is going to look like. We know they could potentially struggle. We know, especially late in that second half, it could get a little bad out there at times. Ray Ray has to provide that spark. When this defense forces the Browns to punt, Ray Ray has to give them that energy. If they get a, if they give up a touchdown and they're kicking the ball off, Ray Ray has to have a nice return, man. Something to flip the momentum mm-hmm. back. He's more than capable of it. And the reason why I put him in this is because regardless of the who's playing and who's not playing, special teams, those core guys are going to play. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that, that either are bubble starters right, or right. they're the guys that are part of a rotation that's the reason they're on the roster so this is they're they're going to get their opportunities defensively or offensively in their respective positions but they're going to be out there on special teams so ray ray is going to have the full gamut at his dispense and i think that man this is a game where danny smith knows that and those units are going to be knowing this uh, this message as well it's going to be conveyed to them every single time they're about to go on the field so i expect ray ray to take advantage of that because there's nothing the browns can do from a special team standpoint if they're kicking the ball to Ray Ray, they, they, they're not, they don't have guys out there. There's no Matthew Slater's out there. There's no Tyler Matikadovich. There's no, you know, those level caliber guys that the Browns are throwing out there. This should be a game for him. Ray Ray, I'm excited for you, baby. I like it. I like it. Arthur Motes, one more time for those that want to double check their notes or might have joined us late. The five matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Browns Sunday at First Energy Stadium. Yes, indeed. The first matchup, Baker Baker Mayfield versus the Steelers secondary. And the reason why we say Steelers secondary is because we know it will change at some point during the game due to substitutions, getting guys out preparing for the playoffs. The second matchup we got to talk about is Mason Rudolph versus Denzel Ward. Mason, big-time opportunity. Take advantage of the over-aggressive play by Ward, the double move will be there third one we got to talk about is big al villanueva versus miles garrett keep the quarterback clean it is that simple i don't care if you're out there for a series or a half keep the quarterback clean fourth matchup avery williamson man you balled out i'm so proud of you you get two stickers for that performance you did last week getting us off of the snide and your reward with those two stickers a beast of a tandem nick chubb and kareem hunt you better make sure you're tackling his own key, baby. And in the fifth matchup we got to talk about is Ray Ray McLeod versus that Brown special teams matchup, man. I just feel like he's going to have ample opportunity to provide spark in the punt return game and the kickoff return game. Make it happen. Make it happen. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. There it is. Your five-star matchups on this Thursday as we head into week 17. 
All right. Everything's on the table for these last two segments. We'll show you the money before we get out of here. We'll get to your reaction on the other side. You know how to get involved on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at The Body 52. The Body. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. What do you say we get to some reaction here on the Twitter.com, Motesy? As long as it's not overreaction. Hey. <laughs> no, we only do that on Mondays. Oh, okay. Uh, what Juju Ben Hayden Okorafor, our favorite name on the Twitter.com, uh, has two questions for you. One... How big of an impact uh, will this this COVID year have on uh, college scouting and drafting? Mm-hmm. And then two, along the same lines of, of scouting and drafting, in your opinion, Arthur Motes, what's a more valuable pick? An all-pro left tackle or an all-pro defensive end? Okay. Um, well, the first part of that, in terms of how they're going to recruit and evaluate the, uh, the potential NFL prospects, Man, they're gonna. It's definitely gonna be a struggle for them because because uh, you think about this. Some leagues, right? Some of the conferences started out. They played, you know, on time, so they got the full ten games. Sure. Some only played three games. That's true. But then it's still a large portion of collegiate teams that are playing in the spring. I mean, you think about like JMU, for example. They're playing in the spring. JMU has had guys either get drafted or sign free agent contracts every year for the past five, six years. Right. So you talk, and that's just one example. It's numerous schools that are like that. Mm-hmm. So yes, I've talked uh, on ESPN Pittsburgh with Jerry Schmidt, mm-hmm. the Duquesne coach, about yeah. how springtime, and that's normally when you're doing pro days and getting ready mm-hmm. for the draft. It's it's gonna be weird. Yeah. So it's definitely gonna be weird, and to see what the NFL does in terms of some of their off-season stuff. Because yeah. initially you would have OTAs, minicamp, rookie minicamp stuff, right? But J.C. Treader, the same center for the uh, Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns, he's also the president of the NFLPA, uh, or excuse me, the uh, of, of the, the player representatives. The player representatives yeah. Yeah. What he said was this. He's uh, pushing forward that he doesn't feel that off-season workout programs are necessary anymore because the product – I mean, as well as it looked this season. Now, granted, early on it, it was a little janky, but hmm. he feels like because of how entertaining it's been that we don't need to waste our time showing up for OTAs, mini camps, hmm. off-season workouts oh, anymore. Boy. Just show up for training camp only. Oh, now, boy. I, 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 I do think that's risky. I like it because it would potentially give guys, you know, more rest for their bodies, but you're towing a, a dangerous line. This is, could be a one-off. It worked out well this year. Great. It's no guarantee that that is the the status quo going forward. And we also know everybody doesn't work the same. Correct. So you can get away with it one year, but eventually I, I feel like that's going to be a recipe for disaster. But I do like the, the but, but it's something that they're going to have to talk about. So that also could play into the evaluation of some of those yeah. younger guys because younger guys get once they get drafted or signed as undrafted free agents, they still are making moves with these guys. They're still evaluating them. And a big portion of that evaluation is – Rookie mini camp mm-hmm. is OTA. Hundred percent is a full training camp in preseason. So even though for Treader it makes sense for your veteran players, 
it kills your younger players. Kills them. It cuts their legs right up, right from underneath them, man. We talked about how much of a struggle it was for guys this year in Pittsburgh to make the roster. Guys might have got cut that mm-hmm. could have been, you know, sleepers that, that surprise us. You, you get rid of those offseason programs. There there's is no, no Mike Kilman. There's no Devlin Duck Hodges. Yes, there, there, there is no Terrence Garvin. There's no Ramon, Will Johnson. Ramon Foster. You remember Will Johnson, fullback. There is no Will Johnson. Vince Williams. There is no Vince Williams. These are guys that took advantage of those reps. These are guys that took advantage of those scenarios. So yeah, that but that's like I said, something that is it's still going to be. It, it's it, a tightrope to walk. Yeah, for so sure. we're, we're, we're that's going to have another impact on the collegiate element of it as well. And then as it pertains to, uh, all you know, all left pro tackle left tackle or, or defensive end. end for me, I like to get after the quarterback. I feel like you can have an all world quarterback and you can have a great blocker, but I feel like when you got that edge guy, that Von Miller type. When you got that that T.J. Watt type, the Khalil Mag type, we, we I mean the straight hands, we, we can go down the list of how many times we've seen great edge rushers completely break open the game. Mm-hmm. We've seen how many times where, man, you don't have an answer for this guy right here. The Niners got to the Super Bowl and almost won one last year. Absolutely. With, with, edge, with, their, with their pressure up front. So like, for me, I, I'm a big believer in you. I feel like you start your roster, you go quarterback first, then I'm going edge. Yeah. I, I got to go quarterback, DN, then I'm going left tackle, then yeah. I'm going I was corner. Say, then I'd go left tackle yeah. third. Yeah. yeah, left tackle is third. Then after that, I'm going corner fourth, and yeah. then wide receiver is fifth. That, that's kind of how I live. I just feel like. If you heavy, heavy offense, man, you're not going to be able to stop anybody. You got to have guys that can get out to the quarterback. You got to have guys that can cover. That keeps you in games. But you got to have quarterback first. So Point blank, period. That, that, that's, that's my vibe with it. Uh, David, the Photoshop extraordinaire. Shout out to David. Says, Happy New Year, my brothers. You as well. And you know Likewise. we appreciate all the oh, photoshops yes. throughout. The- you always got us chuckling man, in here in the studio. plenty of good laughs, baby. <laughs> you are the man. Uh, David wants to know, when the dust settles this weekend, what's the ideal playoff matchup in our minds? The ideal playoff matchup, man, that's tough. Because uh, each of them have different things that, yeah. that make you uneasy. I, I will say the team I'd want to avoid is more obvious to me, and I think that's the Ravens. Yeah, but I do think that's the team we will play. Oh, no. I I, I, I think, without a doubt, we're going to play them. Hey, I'll say this. Yeah. The I, last Steelers Bowl Super Run, Super, the last Steelers Super Bowl run included beating the Ravens three times in a season. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just saying Last time we won the Super Bowl, they beat the Ravens I'm three sure, times. I'm sure season. that's going to make somebody feel good. That does <laughs> my not. C, my CD yeah. covered Arthur Mills. I'm like, what, what does that year have to do with the year 2020 yeah, slash 2021? <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> um, you know what? I think a few a few weeks ago, you and I kicked this around, yeah. and we talked about the Dolphins because they don't really scare you on offense, and Mike Tomlin has such a great track bro. record um, against rookie against quarterbacks, quarterbacks, especially. But yeah, I, I, I don't want to see that defense. I don't want to see Xavier Howard. I do not want to see that, like, especially. And this is the thing too. That last game against the Colts, as great as been played in the second half, mm-hmm. people very, very much forget. Mm-hmm. It could have been a. It should have been a pick six. Mm-hmm. We, we're, we're one wrong offensive route from it being a pick six. That's I, real, and, and it's not just that game. It's happened multiple times. We usually see they just drop the ball. They're just dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. It's hitting them. The defense, Dolphins don't drop. The Dolphins are second in turnovers stingy. behind us. The, the well, same way we create turnovers, they're just like we are. You ready for this take? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, if, if I were a member of the Football Writers Association yeah. and I voted on individual awards, you know, if I was mm-hmm. Mark Caballi or Dale yeah. Lawley, one of these guys, right? I would my my uh, defensive player of the year ballot would read T.J. Watt number one, mm-hmm. 
and Xavier Howard number two. He's there. I'd put Aaron Donald three. Dude has nine interceptions. He's there. Trust me. Nine interceptions. On, on a Dolphins team that came in the season with the mentality of tanking, that was the perception around them. And he we is saw, a I mean, beast. yeah. He, he is. I, I mean, he, he is. He's having a fantastic year. Big 12 guy, might yeah. I add. I mean, you know, they say they don't play beat, they don't play defense in the Big 12. I mean, you say you just named one person, right? Oklahoma was playing pretty good defense last said, night on Florida. You saw they just named one person, right? That's what lets you know they don't play defense. If you got to name one person and that's your – I told you to play yeah, – save it. <laughs> they don't say – You know what 12, that's like? That's they like, say Big 12 don't play no defense and they have crap quarterbacks. Well, Patrick Mahomes and Xavier yeah. Howard, how you like me now? That, that, that's like them saying, man, you can get shooters at Davidson. Why can Steph Curry went there? <laughs> Name the other one. I, I feel dirty doing that in the first place, Moats, because you know about this. Anybody who follows me on Twitter during WVU games knows this. I got no love for the Big 12. I'm not no. one of those like conference like. Right, oh, right, right. Gotta, we're it's all my in conference. This. So, last night, I saw the offensive coordinator for Kentucky oh, defending Florida on Twitter. Nuts. Like that's how Nuts. in bed the SEC yes. is with each other. That's Without so a doubt. lame. That's so lame. <laughs> like, could you imagine the Texas offensive coordinator not tweeting in defense of Oklahoma? Like, now, and, and I can and I can assure you, JMU is never going to say anything nice about right. Richmond, William Mary, right. Delaware, any of them. The schools. offensive coordinator at Penn State going to yeah. take the Twitter to defend Ohio State. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not, I, I didn't see anybody coming to Harbaugh's defense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, get all the way out of here with that. All right, we're going to take our last break of the show. On the other side, we'll give you our predictions. We'll take your predictions. Final chance. Uh, speak now or hold your peace for until next year. Until next year. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Let me tell you about a place somewhere up a New York way where the people are so gay, twisting the night away. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Have fun out there twisting the night away tonight. Happy New Year to everybody. Our last show of the year. Do it safe. Practice good social distance in whichever way you can and wear your mask, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. And... The number one slogan, Arthur Motes, of New Year's, which it should be, we and it's care. true. Well, no, not that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cliched, but it's cliched because it's true. And don't drink and drive, knuckleheads. Oh, God. Please don't do that. that. Just that simple. Nothing else needs to be said. Don't Please drink and drive. There's Uber. That. There's taxis. There's Lyft. There's your friends. There's, yes. I think, AAA does free towing on, yes. on New Year's Eve. Yes. Don't drink and drive. Whatever you do. Whatever you do. Whatever you do. Arthur Motes, before we get to the if tweets. If you're a Steelers fan. That's right. If you're a real Steelers fan, Steelers don't fans drink and don't drive. Do that. That's if you're right. a real Steelers fan, you don't do that. That's right. Uh, Arthur Motes, before we get to the tweets, I feel like there's something else we got to get. I hope it's paper. I hope it's money. Got to get that paper. Oh, no. It would help if I turned the button on here, wouldn't Come it? Come on. Let me, try, let me try this again. Hey, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the last show of the year. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can, can we get a rewind? Yeah. Let's see that again in slow motion. Arthur Motes, is it time to get something? I think it's. Paper? Show me the money. Show me the money! <laughs> there it is. False start on the producer. <laughs> Real simple concept, folks. Show me the money. I'll give you my five favorite sports bets of the weekend, and then Moats and I will give you our predictions for Stillers Brown Sunday at Hinesfield. I-, I just hope it's autumn. Autumn? 
Is it autumn? It's a raider. Oh, there it is. Oh, Lord. It's a raider whose season is going to be over here in a no, few days. No, no, no. See, it ain't so. No, no. Arthur Motes, autumn. <laughs> the next time you'll see the raiders. <laughs> Arthur Motes, the Cowboys got a big one this weekend. I like it. Too. Against the Giants in New York. I mean, New Jersey. Thank you. You know, people joke a lot of times, you know, I've said this to you, the first rule of gambling is, right? And then you, like, for, for a few years ago, the joke was always the first rule of gambling is you never bet against Tom Brady. Bet with your heart. I've told never you, I've told you the last two summers, right? I would always tell you the first rule of gambling is just bet the Dodgers money line. Yes. Just every night, bet the Dodgers money line. And you at did. the end of the year, you're going to have made a couple hundred bucks. Maybe the rule one of rule one of gambling, Mozi, though, should be to never trust the Cowboys in a big game. Because they find a way to mess it up. Give me the Giants' money line as underdogs. Oh, now, yeah. I mean, now, now, I have been seeing where Daniel Jones is he's, he's going to play, but he's supposed to be limited now. Uh, is hot. Like Mike Tomlin would say, I do not care. All right. The I Cowboys like will find like a way it. to bungle this. I like it. Giants, I hope you're right. slight underdogs. Give me the Giants' money line. You know I hope you're right, though. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers... Six-point favorites against Atlanta. Uh -huh. they, they played Atlanta two weeks ago, and Tom Brady threw for 390 yards against those little sisters of the poor. Shout out to AB that game. He got me into the finals of my uh, fantasy league. I think Bruce Arian said the Bucks are going to play. Uh, they're they're still trying to secure certain playoff positioning. Uh, give me the Bucks minus six to cover against the Falcons. As long as it's plus 66 yards, I don't care what the final score is. I'm with you, baby. Shout out to Brady. <laughs> Saints travel to Carolina to take the Panthers, and I don't think the Panthers are going to roll over and die. They've got yeah. a good defense. They're well coached uh, under first-year head coach Matt Rule. But the Saints, they're trying to keep pace with the Packers to potentially yes. get, get that, that buy yeah. if Chicago could happen to beat Green Bay this weekend. So give me the Saints minus four and a half. I think the Saints go out there and take care of business. Now I'm with you on that. I, I do think that they win very much convincingly, man. It, yeah, that, that, what, just that four, four and a half? Four and a half Saints oh, are favorite. Yeah. yeah. They win that yes. by, by maybe double digits. I think double digits, man. Uh, out to L.A. to sunny Los Angeles Ooh, we go. Where the Rams know. the Rams host the Cardinals. Cardinals are underdogs, Motsi. Yeah. The Rams are falling apart, and Jared Goff's not playing. Give me yeah. the Cardinals to win straight up money Who, lines. I'm the underdog. To think, who's their backup out there right now? We do not care. Yeah. I don't know. Never heard of them. See, so the give the, me the Cardinals. The, the only reason I... I just saw that scenario play out with Nick Mullins, though. Ooh, you did. And you that, did. Yeah. But Nick Mullins I've heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, we'll go to the NFC least. Hey! I mean, what else could you want in prime time? You better, it better be with you. Yeah. Eagles football team. Yeah. You be, no, no, no. You better be rooting for the team I hope you're rooting for. You better be rooting for that team. Arthur Motes, the Eagles are a stinking mess. Uh, from Howie Roseman play with me. to Doug Peterson Don't you play to the with quarterback. Me. They've got this whole, uh, we're going to win, we're going to win, we're going to keep Washington out. Yeah, because they're Don't our play rivals. with me. Yeah. Don't play with me. The football team's going to win. Money yes! line. Give me, the, give, me the, give me the football team money line. Anarchy! I don't care if it's Alex Smith or <laughs> Ron Rivera starting a quarterback. I don't care. If Burn the system down. I, I need the football team in the playoffs. I don't care. I don't care if, if John Elway flies across country and plays quarterback for the football team. The Eagles are going to find a way to, to not win because go. that's what they've done all year. Listen, I need that. I need so, 
that. Real quick again, Motsi. <laughs> I got the Giants straight up against the Cowboys. The Bucks minus six versus the Falcons. The Saints minus four and a half against the Panthers uh, in Carolina. The Cardinals straight up to win in L.A. against the Rams. And the football team straight up to win against the Eagles in We want football team. We want football team. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> Arthur Motes. Before we get to some quick predictions here on the Twitter, or you know what? Let's get to the predictions first, and then we'll yes, give ours. Yes, How about that? Let's do it. Uh, Law Babe Seventeen. That sounds like a first-time tweeter. Law Babe Seventeen says, "Here we go. Steelers seventeen, Cleveland ten. Scott says Steelers backups do enough to uh, keep the brand, knock the Browns out of the playoffs. Mason throws three plus touchdowns, thirty-three to thirty Steelers. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it rolling here. Keep it rolling here. Jason says Browns 27, Steelers 17. Uh, Mason Rudolph catches a TD pass from Josh Dobbs. Oh, I like little that. Trickeration. Little trickeration. Midwest Mouse says I got us winning this one 24 to 22 in a close one. Randy says uh, 21 to 17, Steelers. And let me see. I think that might be it. Arthur Moog. Because this is early for the tweets right now. This man. is early, yeah. yeah. And, and we didn't solicit the predictions no. like we normally do. So uh, that's all I got here, Motsi. So before we get out of here, last show of the year. Uh-oh. What's going to happen on Sunday? All right. Well, listen up, man. Last week was an unprecedented time. Okay? For the first time in the year 2020, <laughs> Arthur Motes had picked against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what transpired is... The Pittsburgh Steelers were mm. successful. They won. I had to sacrifice my heart. Sacrificing for the greater good. For the greater good of the organization. It's mighty fine of you. So I feel like it's only right that I do it again. Hey. Give me the Browns 24-17. I love y'all. Don't hate me. Don't hate me. I'm doing it for us. We're doing it for us as well, Arthur Motes, because, you know, you and I did not sing last week. You're right. And the Steelers won. See? So we're keeping that same energy. That's what we always preach. We're doing it for us, man. And yeah, I got the Browns twenty-four to ten. I think even the Steelers could be ahead at halftime, but I think eventually the, the Browns will break. The yes. Browns find a way. You're gonna get a, a, a motivated, full-strength Browns team for four quarters, where you're getting a motivated Steelers team at full strength for two quarters at best. Correct. Yeah. All right, Arthur Mutz. Well, the only way to do it on uh, New Year's Eve, let's hit the music. Hey now, and get on out of here. Let's party do it. People. Happy New Year uh, to all of our party people. Yes. Motsi, it's been a fun year, man. Oh, without a doubt, man. The Steelers are in the playoffs. I just hope that you uh, remember me on the next year, you know, in 2021, that you'll, you'll, you know, continue to buzz me in the building. (laughs) This is the third season we've been doing this together. Second full year, but we started at the end of three years ago. And I still don't have access to the building. We're (laughs) (laughs) We're, uh, Arthur Motes. We're going to the playoffs for the first time in the history of Steelers Blitz. Mm -hmm. So 2021 is going to be some fun. Thanks to everybody who's been rocking with us. Um... People like Brian Backo, like yes. Chris Carter, who, yes. have, who have joined the show and been a part of the show. And obviously, all yins on the Twitter.com. We know, or you know, we love you. And uh, and Happy New Year. Have fun. Be safe out there. And we'll talk to you next year. Absolutely. And uh, where are we going to talk to him, Arthur Motes? Oh, you know, just your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Let me hear you say,